Welcome to the 167 Podcast, a podcast to inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Our goal is to help you live into the 167 hours of your week away from church. And now your host, Shannon Patterson. Well, hey, Porch Community. Welcome to episode 25 of the 167 podcast. I am Shannon Patterson, the lead pastor here at the Porch Community Church. And as always, I'm here with my Auburn hat-wearing friend, our media pastor, Josh Harrell. Hey. Hey, Shannon. How's it going? Oh! We're going to start keeping count. I'm either going to say Oklahoma, and you're going to say, how's it going? It's just a thing. It's just what we do. But I didn't do my response. It's a going. Yeah, that's my so, normal response. Yeah. So, so how's it? How how is it going? <laughs> it's going. <laughs> Life is good. Life is good. School um, is out. School is well. See, it's been out we're for in, a little bit. We're in the daycare world. Oh yeah. So we're still like my life doesn't change with summers until Adeline hits kindergarten. That's true. So right yeah. now it's my life basically stays the same year round right now. It'll change when she hits kindergarten, but right now it's kind of status quo, except for the fact that, you know, when I got hired at the church, yeah, they said summer was your downtime. That's when that's when things get laxer <laughs> and stuff like that. Man, we got so much, <laughs> so much stuff during summer. We it's, really do. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah, we really do have a lot of opportunities, um, you know, and I think that probably a church that has uh, intentionally invested in kids and students uh, will be busier in the summer because that's an opportunity to minister to them yeah. in a way that that you know you don't have that kind of time availability that you mm-hmm. do during the school year. Um, but I would say, and, and that is true for us as well. But we want to create just as many op- you know opportunities for people to to grow and serve and and all that. I've got a couple of things that I'm thinking about doing. um, And I just, I'm still in the process of praying about it. So I'm not going to say it, but I kind of want to, but I'm, I, um, and it's nothing huge or big or anything like that, but you know what? I am going to say it. Do it. Oh goodness. But I really, I'm thinking about. We'll only say it here. That way it doesn't get too (laughs) crazy. Well, one thing we have talked about as a staff is we want to, we want to, uh, continue or reboot. I don't know however you want to say it. Um, but doing like a probably not monthly, but maybe every two to three months, like a during the week, like a worship night, just a yeah, yeah. just worship, just come and and just be in worship. Maybe some guided prayers mm-hmm. and a little bit of scripture reading, but really just an opportunity to just come and be present. You, I mean, you could just sit in a corner in a chair the whole time if you wanted to. Or, you know, all that. But definitely, I want us, we're going to do that over the summer. Some, we're going to make sure. I think we're going to do it monthly. Yeah. And um, monthly, really? We talked monthly? Okay. Mm -hmm. See, I can't remember these things. But I am really thinking about doing a summer Bible study um, here at the church and kind of, I don't know yet the direction, um, but it's it's either going to be a, a, book study like a like a book of the bible study Mm -hmm. or um it's gonna be kind of like uh christianity 101 and but still be open for anybody but kind of like what are the basics of our faith um one of the things i found to be interesting um is that when we walk with our students uh especially like our sixth graders 
through what in the past we called confirmation. Now we just, I don't know what we'll call it, probably just like the journey or something like yeah, that. Yeah, there's a whole thing. That, a yeah. whole thing that confirmation, the um, it plays into the, the future of the UMC. It's uh-huh. like there's confirmation might not be what it was five years ago in the future. Yeah. And I mean, I think there's definitely merits to it. It's, it's about this understanding of what do I really understand? What, Mm -hmm. what do I believe about the Bible? What I, what do I know about the church? What do I know about Jesus? What do I know about the Holy spirit? Like all these things that are super important to know. Um, and, and we will always, we will continue to intentionally one, I, I need to be talking about that on Sunday, so I will, uh, but then to help our students in that kind of phase of life, have an opportunity to be super intentional about discussing that. Yeah. And then if they want to, at the end of that journey, if they haven't been, you know, if they want to be baptized, then we will baptize them. If they want to partner in ministry as an individual, kind of like apart from their parents, but basically saying, Hey, I'm a believer and I believe I have a a role to play in the church. And so I want to partner in ministry with the church and, and bring them to that point. Um, and what we have done is we when we've always done that with our students, we've included the parents in mm-hmm. that whole journey. Like they're there yep. for every conversation, every teaching. And I always hear from the parents, they're like, this was really good. I needed it just as much. Yeah. And so I'm kind of leaning towards maybe doing something similar to that. Um, and kind of like a, hey, this is the basics of of who we are of of um, and so I don't know, I'm still kind of playing with that either Bible study or that, which it would still be a Bible study because we would yeah, be yeah. looking at scripture, Yeah. but I, I'm thinking about doing that, um, over the summer as offering like a midweek something, you know, here at the church. I mean, um, that would be a fantastic way to start developing your maturity. Yeah. Right. You know? Yeah. Which so. is what we're talking about today. Yep. So, so yeah, as we wrapped up our, uh, our Doxy-Praxy series. So we did an eight-week series on on the book of First John, and um, we just talked about, hey, what do we believe? Um, what do we believe? Because what we believe determines how we behave, and yep. likewise, how we behave reveals what we truly believe. So if we're saying one thing and doing another, it's going to show. Right. And the whole purpose of that eight-week series was to help align our beliefs really help we need to align our behaviors with with right belief we don't want to just have a random belief and then get behaviors to that mm-hmm. but yeah. to have a right belief based on scripture and uh and then our lives would start to to mimic that belief and so we landed uh this series really re uh introducing discussing just the incredible importance josh of us maturing in our faith that mm-hmm. we have that we need to be growing, that yeah. we, we can't just be sitting back there at, you know, step one of, yes, I believe, that mm-hmm. there's this opportunity to mature and grow in our faith. I mean, if you look at the world, the natural world around you, the created world around you, yeah, everything is about, it's, it's about growth. Yeah. Like, there is a cycle to mm-hmm. it all. Yep. And I just, you know wonder I've observed and yes I'm talking about in the mirror as well as just around me um (laughs) that spiritually sometimes that cycle is not happening like there's not a growth maturing cycle going on well society's trend is to try to escape the cycle of maturity 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah delayed maturity for I sure. Mean, yeah. What was it? Uh, Seventy-five years ago, mm-hmm. thirteen. You were married and you had a farm. <laughs> I mean, I'm laughing, but it's probably not too far off. Yeah. I mean, I, I might mean, be wrong on the time frame, but I mean, people a little bit older, but yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you had these responsibilities, and now, and I, I feel like, um, I fall into this trap sometimes. Like I call grown college students uh-huh. kids. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's definitely a delayed, uh, uh, yes, our society, our, our culture um, has that delay. I, kn- I know that when I went, um, it was the first time I had done uh, missions of any kind. I'd only been a believer a couple of years, and I went and spent uh, several months in Romania. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the things I noticed was 18, 19, 20-year-old people, first of all, in their in their culture, it was not like just the, hey, okay, you've graduated high school, now where are you going to college? I mean, that was like not the norm at all. It was, um, you know, what are you going to do for work? You know, yeah. I mean, it was it was not the norm to go to college. Mm-hmm. So that was part of it. Um, but these 18, 19, and 20-year-olds who were full-time in ministry – uh, leading Bible studies, teaching children, I mean, having major responsibilities that of the, the group that I was with and that I was a part of for a couple of months, that they, they had roles and positions in ministry that you would not see here in the States. And there was just an incredible maturity about them. And I really do think that in large part that was because that's, uh, there, there wasn't an opportunity for them just kind of to delay adulthood, right. you know? Mm-hmm. Um and and I would even say, and um, you know, one I don't know if our college uh, teachers and uh, professors and administrators would appreciate this, but you know, I, this is one of the things that we tell Mallory. It's like, and I know she's only ten, but I don't. I think it's not. It's never too soon. But one of the things that we have and will continue to tell her is, if you don't know what you want to do like a specific career Mm -hmm. direction when you graduate high school, you do not have to go to college. Like, um, you know, I would love it if she would do a year of missions before she made any other decision. Like I would love her to, to look at some trades and look at like what is out there. I think it'd be really cool. She'd be like, like girl plumber, you know, and like, you know, just market that thing. So I I know some, (laughs) My, Welding, I don't know, electrician, something. My cousin is a welder. He does very, very well. I, it's and yeah. I think he does. I think he makes way more money than me. Yeah. Which I'm not complaining. I mean, yeah. I'm doing what I love. But yeah, like I went to college for four years, and I'll be paying on that for the yeah. next forty. Well, and and, went, and I yeah. think in some regards, I mean, there are there are some career choices where um, uh, extended schooling is very very necessary. You know, like yeah. I don't want my doctor to have gone to a tech school. He'd I watched really, a lot of episodes yeah. of ER <laughs> and house and house and, um, <laughs> Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. And, yeah. and they're like, let's go. Yeah. You know? Okay. That's, uh, yeah. But, um, you know, so, talking about, um, it, the culture of immaturity and, uh, low expectations mm, of us. Yeah. Um, there's this book that my youth pastor, uh, I say made us read, we, we went through, mm-hmm. it was called do hard things. Mm-hmm. And it was like, uh, you, 
you as a uh, <laughs> graduating high school student yep. or college student have the lowest expectations of anyone in your stature in history. Whoa. And what are you going to do about it? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's funny because I mentioned that in my message Sunday mm-hmm. um, when I was talking to parents and I said, hey, what are your spiritual goals for your children? Mm-hmm. Like, do you have them? That's part of our yeah. responsibility. Yeah. Like at, at one at, at some point, Mallory is going to be responsible for her spiritual goals. But yep. like right now, Drew and I are. Yep. And and the question I asked on Sunday was, do you expect them to do hard things spiritually? Yeah. Because I, I know we expect them to do hard things in school and on the ball field or, you know, in, in their activities, right? But mm-hmm. like what about spiritually? Like are we do we desire for them to know God's word? And and I would just say you know, I asked Sunday, like, you know, listen, mom and dad, our kids are going to, are going to rise or fall to our level of expectation spiritually. They are, they're going to, um, if we expect a lot, you know, I think we'll see the fruit of that. And if we expect a little, that's exactly what we're going to get. Um, and so, you know, what we believe about growing in our faith and maturity in our maturity we want our behavior to line up with that. Yeah. So that's that's really funny that you, you that y'all did that book because yeah. that's exactly it's, the question. It's called Do Hard Things by Alex and Brett Harris. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a really good book. And then the forward of the book is actually written by Chuck Norris. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's basically it takes the society out of because society if we're Christians, we can't live up to society standards because they're too low. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And so, what what does what is our spiritual life? What is our um, personal life? What is our work life supposed to look like based on God's standard? Mm. So it's a it's a really good book for any young people. Do hard things by Alex and Brett Harris. That thank you for that. I That's... haven't read it since two thousand eight, two thousand nine. So there that is too. <laughs> well, you know. Um... When you think about a standard, um, another, the actual term standard mm-hmm. is, uh, I don't know if you have this image in your mind, but it's like a flag. Um, it's like a banner. Yeah. It's something that's hoisted above. And uh, I remember this was in my early days of doing student ministry, and we got, um, I think it was one of the smaller like parachute things. Remember the parachute you'd have at like PE as a little kid? Yeah. Everyone would get a corner of the parachute and I hold it. I hated that day. Well, the teaching that day <laughs> was on um, was on standards and and what are they and and where are they and why we should have higher standards like based on God's word, right? And God's and so what we did is we started and it was like okay, you know, let's. You know, of course, we were a little limited based on the height of the people. But I said, okay, let's start with high standards. And so everyone held that that parachute above their head. And so you know, you're talking; it's up there, you know, six six and a half feet, depending on how tall people were. And then we we chose someone in the group, and we were like, okay, walk under this, and they did with no problem because the standards were high. Oh yeah. yeah. And then we started to bring the standards lower, the standard lower mm-hmm. and lower yep. and lower to the point that it was barely off the ground. And this, per- I think, I asked like, "Who wants to be a volunteer?" And of course, I think like the jokey Jokerson guy of the group was like, "Oh, I'll do it." So by the end, I mean, we had that that uh, that parachute like just a few inches off the ground, and and he had to go under it. So he's yeah. like belly crawling under it. And I'm like, that right there is what a lot of us are doing. 
Like that's how low our standards are. And that is not how God intended for us to walk through life. Mm-hmm. I mean, yep. and it was like, oh, you know. And the, and the world lets us live there. Well, and we, and we let ourselves yeah. live there. Well, and, I'm including, yeah. if, we're, if we're not following Jesus correctly, I, yeah, I would for say sure. we, we let, yeah. Yeah, and, and I think Part about that, that question that we asked, that I asked of the parents, and, it, and this is about individuals, but I, I thought a, a, a good little throw out to parents was, was helpful as well, but like, like I'm thinking, I'm picturing like me and Drew, like what is the standard that we're holding up for Mallory? Mm-hmm. Um, is it high or is it in some areas, is it like super low? And she's like doing the army crawl trying to get, get through it because that's not how God wants her to walk through. And as parents, we're going to have to answer for that. Oof. Oh, man, why'd you have to bring that up? I Thanks assume, a lot, Josh. I assumed you were going to. Well, you know. I just wanted to say a cool thing before <laughs> you got to it. Well, so here's a verse I wanted to to mention um, about about maturing in the faith, which was where, like I said, we landed the, the ship <laughs> of doxypraxy on Sunday. And it's out of Philippians chapter 3. And this is what it says from the New Living it says, let all who are spiritually mature agree on these things. So, so Paul had written a church to Philippi and he was tell, talking to them about like how to live the Christian life. And he said, let's agree. If you're spiritually mature, agree on these things. And he goes, and then because we're human beings and we, you know, we're not perfect. He says, if you disagree on some point, I believe God will make it plain to you. See, a spiritually mature person mm-hmm. will have that understanding. Correct. Uh, an immature person will probably just die on whatever, you know, hill they want to die on because that's all they want to see. Yeah. But I love verse 16. He says, but we must hold on to the progress we've already made. These are like, that's indicative of, of mature, uh, living, um, of mature living, you know, in another version, I think maybe the NIV, it says only let us live up to what we have already attained, which again, goes back to that whole standard. Yeah. Like that, that parachute idea is like, are we living up to, or have we come down and mature, you know, Josh, it's a word we don't really, again, kind of like love, uh, the week before, like, I don't think we really get the word mature as well as we, you know, like, cause we'll, we'll see, you know, there's like movies for mature audiences, you know, or, you know, you've got to buy certain dog food for your mature dog. You know, it just means they're old or mature audiences means they're going to say words and there might be somebody running around naked or something like that, or someone blowing up or something. Or, or it's just someone else's standard of what maturity looks like. Right. Like, right. Quit wearing, you know, t-shirts and, and dress like dress for success. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah, there, true. there are these worldly standards that that uh, are classified as maturity that still don't even hold up to God's standard. And yeah, it, and it's just honestly to derail us towards spiritual mm. maturity. Mm. Yeah, and and sometimes people try to take what um, the world actually says is true maturity, like three piece suit, working working a nine to five, take care of your family with the white picket fence and the two dog and the four car garage. And that's maturity. Well, the world they tr- the world tries to bring that into our spiritual maturity to say that this is this is what a spirit, spiritually mature Christian looks like. But that's not the case either. Mm, yeah, that's that is Americanized. Yeah, that that's that's when uh, spiritual. Yeah, that's expectations for sure. I can't wait Western to talk world. about that the week of July Fourth. <laughs> that's where we're going that week. Yeah, but um, just the whole 
the whole concept of the kind of material we're talk you talked about yesterday or Sunday uh-huh. is not what most people's preconceived notions no. of maturity is. No. And basically, I'll, anyone listening to this, I want to go, whatever you think maturity is, wipe it from your brain and listen. Yeah, listen. Yeah, go back and listen to the message. Listen to it again if you already heard it. Like, because we need to learn this. We need to understand this. Because when Paul when Paul uses the word mature here in Philippians, he uses a Greek word, and it is teleos, teleos. And teleos is used by Jesus in one of the most challenging texts in all of Scripture in Matthew chapter 5, when he says uh, in verse 48, he says, Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. Like he is speaking to people who are following him and he's saying, I want you to be perfect the way God is perfect. And that's like, what? And he's talking about maturity, maturity, not perfection in regard to, um, we are, uh, you know, unable to commit a sin, but he's talking about maturing, maturing in faith and to, to be perfect is it's, it doesn't, it doesn't mean perfection as we commonly think of that term. It means to be mature. It means to be possessed by a love of another magnitude. It is agape love, and it's the very love of God. Another place where uh, Paul writes, and one of the reasons I'm mentioning uh, a lot of this in this podcast versus uh, some of this I didn't mention Sunday in the message is because we were trying to keep you know the focus in First John because that was right, where I yeah, study. Yeah. But there was all this other stuff that was just so good that I didn't want to. I wanted us to make sure we talked about it. But um, Paul in his letter in the book of Hebrews, he he says to um, let, let's move on from the elementary teachings about Christ. Let's move past this in in uh, Hebrews chapter 6 and 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 go forward into maturity and he's like let's not keep just repeating and going back to um these acts of that lead to death but like and having to keep going oh I'm so sorry for that God I did it again and again and again it's not that he won't forgive us but that's just spiritual immaturity like we mm-hmm. need to move on our behavior needs to mature yeah and um and then in Ephesians, Paul, he talks about this. He talks about us reaching unity in the faith and, and, and this understanding, this agreement of, of who Jesus is as the Son of God. And in that, we become mature. And we this is, this is one of those big statements. We attain the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. That's in Ephesians chapter 4. Like yeah. talking about this maturity, this, is, this coming to this understanding and, and this, this living not yeah. just belief, but practice. Not just behavior, but uh, not just belief, but behavior. And not just orthodoxy, but orthopraxy. Yeah. He writes, uh, Paul also writes in Corinth- first, first Corinthians, um, he says, however, uh, speak a message of wisdom among the mature, but not the wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. I mean, he is totally talking about, I don't, I don't know the timestamp of when that was written. I didn't look into that, but that is just as applicable for 2021 as it mm-hmm. is for whenever Paul first put that quill to parchment. <laughs> I like how you didn't say pen to paper. Yeah. Well, you know, I was <laughs> going for that, but, but like, um, Speak a message of wisdom among the mature, but not the wisdom of this age, who are coming to nothing. 
Boom. And I'm like, oh man. And it's true. And so like, there's just so many other, um, references like in Romans and Colossians and Galatians on and on and all Paul writes about this, uh, about maturing. Uh, and this, I know kind of, I, I, we might wander here for a moment into, um, leadership. And so I'd say any of you who are like bosses or managers, or, you know, you, you work with other people, you have responsibility for employees and things like that. You can just as easily apply this as we can, here in the church, but like Paul, when he looked at growth of the church in the early church, mm-hmm. um, you don't see him asking about, Hey, how many did you have in attendance at your, at your house church yeah. on, on, you know, Sabbath or right. whatever. He didn't ask that. Doesn't His matter. concern was about maturity. Yeah. His concern was not about numbers and not about attendance. And I got to be honest, sometimes, you know, I'm swayed that way. Like, I want to know, well, how many were here? What's the trend? What was it last year? You know, is there something we need to look at? Is there something we need to change? Because if the numbers change. I mean, that stuff does matter. There is a correlation, yeah. I do believe, because we do talk about, you know, if if you're a spiritually mature person you're you're, and you see the importance of the, the body of Christ, the life of the church, you're going to want to be present. You're going to want to serve. You're going to yeah. want to be there. And yes, there's a direct correlation, but to only put the emphasis exactly on numbers yes. or other factors, spiritual maturity should be primary, first mm-hmm. place in in regard to how we look at what we're doing. And I'm talking about like you and I yeah, and yeah. Justin and Kristen and and other leaders. Like it should be the primary motivator for what we do is to help people mature and to come to a knowledge of Jesus Christ and to give their lives to Him. And then mature. And maturity is a catalyst to the numbers and to mm-hmm. yeah, the yeah, yeah. plugged in to serve, plugged in sure, to, sure. to community groups, stuff like that. Right. Because if the maturity isn't there, you're not going to want to do any of the other right. stuff. Well, and I think in many ways, like, you know... Or the desire to mature. Right. And, and I think in many ways, when we talk about, like, church growth and stuff, that it, are we talking about spiritual maturity or are we talking about... Numbers. You know, yeah, yeah, need need more chairs or a larger space or whatever like that. Um, Paul didn't measure church growth by numbers; he measured it by maturity. And and I think we can easily get that backwards today. Um, you know, because we can ask the question like, how do we, how can we grow the porch community church? I think that's a question that I don't think anyone would say. Well, that's a horrible question to ask. Depends but, on how, how you answer it. Well, right, because I think <laughs> the real question for us should be. How does how does the Holy Spirit grow people? Mm-hmm. You how know? do we grow in uh-huh. the Porch Community Church? Yeah, towards God. Yeah, not how does the Porch Community Church grow? Right, but how do we grow inside the church for God? Exactly, because we don't want to master the art of growing a church that doesn't grow people. Right, we need to we need to shut the doors. Yep, if that's if that's all we're doing, we're just pep rallies at that point. Right, and it's and it's funny because like I know we closed out last week's podcast and we will do it again today talking about some opportunities coming up um, with Vacation Bible School and and serving and just helping like even donate supplies or the fact that our middle school students and our high school students are going on these mission trips and the opportunity there Um, and you know some things happening this summer and and um, you know Baptism Sunday that's going to be happening here in just a couple of days and Mm -hmm. like all these things like are opportunities and um, the purpose of them is not to get numbers right 
The purpose of them is not to, for us to sit back and go, wow, we had X number of people here at this event. Mm-hmm. It is to help people mature in their faith. Mm-hmm. Now, can we celebrate um, the the decision of an individual who's chosen to uh, take that step of baptism and do that by also eating hot dogs and going down a water slide? Yes, yes we can. Yes, we can. But it's about the baptism and 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 what that decision we're, that we're not just made. doing hot dogs and water slides because correct 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 we're we're there to celebrate uh these decisions that these people have made yes yes and they're and they're in their maturity in their growth yeah and if someone is listening that has never been on a mission trip yeah you are kidding yourself if you don't think these these students are not getting more mature through these mission trips. Oh yeah. I mean, you can you can literally see one kid before and one kid after. Mm-hmm. And you thought COVID was pre-COVID and post-COVID mm-hmm. was life changing. Mm-hmm. Kids on mission trips mm-hmm. can yep. can leave one way and then come back. Come back different. Yeah. A completely different student. Yeah, and you know, having done student ministry for so long, I can I can definitely say that part of that there's no doubt that part of the mission experience is um, serving other people. Yes. And, you know, one of the things I used to tell our students was um, we would always do like some training sessions. It's just like, hey, just always be prepared to say yes. Like you might get asked to go and scrub the toilets at some place where we are. Be ready to say yes. Like, and mm-hmm. do it. You're saying yes because of Jesus. Like that's who you're saying yes to. And I loved that attitude. But the other thing, and and this is like kind of a, it can get lost maybe in from an outside perspective, is just the time that, let's say, all right, so our high school students are going to New Orleans. Uh, the time that those students, the nine plus hours that they're together um, in that van or bus, I think they'll take a couple of vans, um, to get there is big. Yeah. And that they are disengaged quite a bit from just their day to day life. Mm-hmm. They're not so plugged in and and you know distracted that they're not present. And just that in and of itself is part of the uh, of what happens. You yeah. know, I love the fact that even though our middle schoolers are staying here in Valdosta, that they're not going to go home every night. They're staying here at the church. Like they're going to bring their sleeping bags or their air mattresses. And they're staying here. Why? Because the time spent together mm-hmm. is just as important as the opportunity to serve other people and to yeah. consider others better than themselves. I mean, it's it's really powerful. And so that's part of, we believe that is an opportunity for our students to mature. And, and I'll tell you this also, Josh, the leaders who volunteer to go oh, yeah. and, and chaperone those, those trips, those kind mm-hmm. of moments, come back just as much affected. Yep. And sometimes even more so. Yep. So, um, the opportunity to mature, and I say, I, I said all that because, like I said, we're going to mention that again. But, but we do need to ask ourselves. Like, I, I think it's important for us, for me, you, uh, Justin, Kristen, uh, any of us on on staff or in like you know leadership positions, you know, volunteer teams and stuff like that, is is in, that we need to focus on like questions that Jesus would ask, like. Who do we want our people to become? Yeah. Who do we want the people of the Porch Community Church to become? How and how will we know if if they become it? Like what what are the markers that we said, hey, this is how we know that we that we are growing spiritually um 
you know, what's the markers of mature faith? Correct. And and also like who who among us um do we see these qualities in? Because not only do we go, Yay, that's great, but then we go, Okay, wow, you're maturing in your faith. What you know, is there an opportunity for you to serve or mm-hmm. to to lead or to teach or something that we wanna you know, help them in that process. Yeah. You know, because it is, what well, I mean, I've said it a million times, it's the journey of faith. Yeah. And we should be maturing in it. I mentioned Sunday uh, in my message um, just the whole visual of when Mallory was little. And um, and honestly, I don't remember the months because uh, I only have one kid, so I didn't have to relive it. But like <laughs> the, from when they start going from crawling. Well, first of all, it was like I do remember the, the stage when she was um, sitting up and I yeah. put a couple of pillows around her, but I could put her on like a little blanket and like. And I could actually like go to the bathroom for a minute, like, and, or I could run to the kitchen and get something. And, um, and it was great because she would still be there on the blanket. Um, and then she started to realize that she could pull herself up. She got, well, then she'd start kind of rolling off the mat and rolling on her belly and doing all that, getting those arms ready. And then she realized if she pulled up like on her ottoman, um, or the uh, very safe, uh, fireplace. Um, but like if she could pull up, then she could start kind of scooting about and like going, Oh wow, these feet, these actually have something to do besides to go on my mouth. Yeah. And so, so she went from, you know, I can sitting, chase you. yeah, sitting to pulling up and kind of moving about on the ottoman. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly it was, Oh, Hey, I don't, I don't need the ottoman. I can walk. Yeah. And Josh, that image, as I was working on the message for this past Sunday was, like how many of us are sitting on a blanket still and we've been following Jesus for such a long time. I mean, we've been believers that Jesus mm-hmm. is, is, is who he says he is and what he came to do. And we've said yes to him and we've asked him to forgive our sins and we're just kind of hanging out on the blanket. Yeah. Um, I had the same similar um, experience. I, I didn't call it maturity. I said, Oh, you're a real person. <laughs> you know, like um, like when you were looking at at your children. Yeah. So or at, yeah, at Adeline. Adeline. Yeah. Uh, Caroline's still a baby, so she, yeah, she's not a real person yet. <laughs> <laughs> Kara's gonna be like Joshua. She, yeah, she'll text me while she's she listening. She is such a real person. But um, I remember the first time I saw Adeline have a conversation mm. with another child. Yes. And it was Savvy Ray, uh, uh-huh. J.D. and Jessica Dillard's little girl. They're uh-huh. a couple months apart. Yeah. And they're having this conversation. <laughs> the adults aren't involved. We haven't asked them to do a particular thing. We're like, You're doing your, is, yeah. This is their world. Yeah. And I'm like, whoa. Yeah. 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 You weren't like, okay, now, Adeline, tell Savvy Ray thank you yeah, or like, sorry. No, no, they're just they're, chatting they're, it up. They're just having a conversation. I'm just like, this. I didn't. I didn't yeah. know we were there yet. Yep. 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 So yeah, it's same same thought process. Showing that mature. Yeah. And 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 hearing your message, we're just, I, to play off my example. We're we're still having to get fed now. Say th- please and thank you. Uh huh. Yeah. Or did you say please? Uh huh. Right. Right. Well, Mallory's ten, and I still have to say that well, too. But, so, yeah, but yes. Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> We're having to be force fed. Yeah, yeah. Things to say, things to mm-hmm, do. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, I think spiritually we are lazy, and you notice I said we 
Um, mm-hmm. Oh, please, yeah. Please, totally. listener, don't think I'm pointing the finger at you right now because, again, as I often say, I have a mirror and it reveals many things. I so. know of several people in our church that are more spiritually mature than me. Well, you know, uh, yeah, well, and that's so. What are you going to do about it, Josh? I'm trying to be more mature. <laughs> well, I, I yeah. actually found one of them to be my accountability partner. Shout out and, to Max Ward. See, and there you go. And, and that he, is, and he would say he's not very spiritually mature. Yeah. But I, but that is the that that is a marker of someone who is desire. That's, I think it's a mature move to say I need to be more mature. Yeah. Um, actually, it's a mature move to realize you need to be more mature, and then you actually respond to it. That whole orthopraxy, like yeah. you're putting that understanding into practice. Um. So are you ready? Are you ready for this um, little nugget of, of just wonderfulness? You go for it. Um, I don't like when you say stuff like that. Though. <laughs> uh, I didn't mention this on Sunday, but um, a, a good mark of maturity. And again, this is one of those things I've read somewhere. So if I ever say anything that's like really where you go, wow, I, I've read it somewhere. Uh, I read it, I've read it somewhere through the years, so... <laughs> <laughs> and it's been so long that we can't reference it. We yeah, don't, yeah, don't give me credit, but I don't know where it can. But the, the mark of maturity uh, can be seen in, in our lag time. And what I mean, our lag time, yeah. And what I mean by that is the time between when you know you should respond to what God has asked you to do or shown you to do or revealed to you and when you actually obey and, and respond. mm there's what is that lag time? Is it four years? Is it four months? Is it four weeks? Is it four days? Is it four minutes? Is it four seconds? Is it? I'll do it when it pop when commercials come on. Yeah, <laughs> I mean yes, that, that's a possibility. I mean that no, like that's um, that's actually that's the first thing that popped in. So my that'd head. be uh, yeah yeah. Is uh, Kara asked me to do something? I'm go. I'll yeah, sure, it. sure. When this episode's over, when commercials, yeah, I'll, I'll say when commercials. Come uh-huh. on, and knowing we're watching something on like Hulu and there are no <laughs> commercials, <laughs> or uh, or when you say, "Yeah, just let me finish this level," is that a th- like in a video game kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I go to bed too early to play video games anymore. Yeah, you go to bed too early, and you have two children. Yeah. So your gaming your gaming hours have significantly so, decreased. Yes, yeah. But um, so this this lag time, yeah, yeah. So you ask these questions on Sunday. Oh, I, yeah. <laughs> well, yes, I, I want to repeat those, but let me say this. Okay. Like, if the time is short, then, and I think we already kind of alluded to this, but like, if the lag time between when we know we should and we actually do, I think that's a sign of more maturity. And if the lag time is just huge, then I think that's a sign of, wow, I need to really improve on this. There is a saying that the first time I heard it, I heard it from... um uh, my friend Carrie, uh, eager now, but it was Carrie Faulkner at the time uh, when we became friends, and she and her family are the ones who were influenced. Influ- I mean, they were the, the Lord used them to lead me to Christ, mm-hmm. and um, and so I heard this from her dad first, and um, it was this saying that delayed obedience is disobedience. Ooh. Ow! I mean, that's just an ouch. That's a that's a and and the meaning of that is if if you don't if it takes you a while to obey, then have you, you know, it's like oh well at least I got it. I finally did it, and it's like well, yeah, but like you know, 
responding is important, like, and responding quickly is important. So anyway, that uh, was just one of those sayings well, that um, like stuck with me. Kind of on that same note, uh, someone told me one time, it was, um, if you don't do something when someone asks you or tells you to, mm-hmm. uh, you're exercising your authority over what they told you to do or asked you to do. You're not the boss of me. Like, if you wait. Yeah. You're like, I'll do it on my time. Yeah. I can, I'll do what you said, but I'll do it when I'm good and ready. Mm. And, like, that's my authority. I, I may have to do what you ask or I will do what you ask, but I'm going to exercise my authority to... Yeah. I will combat your authority with my authority. That's not pride, is it? Yes. <laughs> and then th- Kara is going to go, hey, you said this on the podcast. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Marriage is fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah. So I asked some questions. Um, Let me read this passage first before I repeat those questions. Okay. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 13 through 15, it says, This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. We talked about standard last week in the podcast. And then it says this, and and I think this is such a good visual for us. Then we, so if we are more mature and we measure up to the full and complete standard of Christ, it says, then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. I mean, that's so common. We will Mm. not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. And so there you see God's desire for us to grow and mature, not only just so we can mature, but so that when when there are falsehoods, when there are uh, discrepancies, when, when someone is proclaiming something that doesn't line up, we actually have the maturity to see it and respond yeah. to it. Um, and you talking about authority or talking about, uh, all that, I mean, you see it here, Christ is the head of the body. Christ is the head of the church. So here was the, here were the question, or it was, it was like one main question with some sub questions. Um, are you ready? Yeah. Are you ready for it? (laughs) It stepped on my toe Sunday. If everyone in this church, and I made it specific, like the porch community church, if everyone in this church had their spiritual maturity capped where you are, not just Josh, but like the listener. Yeah, yeah. If you had your spiritual, if the church had its spiritual maturity capped where you are in your faith journey right now, what kind of church would we have? Awkward silence. (laughs) No, I mean, that... That's a terrible thought, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, it's 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 for uh, me. It hurts so good is one of those I things. Mean, like, and yeah, then, and then like, uh, you see that it's that visualization of like you ask, you say something, and like the kid listening kind of slumps over. Yeah, and then you put more conditions on it, and then they slump. Like when you start <laughs> asking those next questions, yeah, we just get smaller and smaller. Oh, 
yeah. You know? Well, and the hope is that it dr- it drives us to to Jesus. <laughs> it drives us to His Word. It drives us to to uh, self examine. Right. I mean, that's really the point because the the sub questions are: Is your nose okay? You just no, hit I, the mic. Yeah, I hit the mic with my wedding ring. <laughs> oh, Sorry, just, y'all. <laughs> bam. Um, but then I asked these sub questions. So let's say, uh, you know, everyone is capped at, at the level of, you know, Mary Smith. I don't know if we have a Mary Smith. I was trying to think of someone. If we do have a Mary Smith, we're not talking about you, Mary Smith. <laughs> Very true. Okay. So let's say we're all capped where Mary is. And so here's the question. Well, no, no, no. Let's let's take Mary out of this. Okay. The church is capped where you, listener, are. Yeah. Okay. So insert your name. Yep. Would everyone see the importance of prayer if they are where you are right now, spiritually? Would reading and studying Scripture be a regular practice if they are where you are right now? Would our serve team leaders have a hard time making sure everybody on their team had an opportunity to serve because so many people were desiring to do their part and serve. Mm-hmm. Would, would Kristen, our kids pastor, would, with uh, VBS coming and, and just our regular porch kids on Sundays, like would Kristen have to tell people who want to volunteer that there's no current available opportunities because she's maxed out with people who are like, Wow, I've got a. I want to offer my gifts and my talents because yeah. I'm maturing the Lord. Would, would the giving, would the would the financial support, uh, the offerings that people make, uh, would it always exceed the costs to do ministry right. for our community? Would would being together in in community groups, would that be like a non-negotiable? for everyone if we were all capped where you are currently spiritually. And, and then I, the last question, the sub-question I posed would, is, is would gathering together, getting together with other people in worship, would that be a deep desire if everyone was capped where you are spiritually right now? And so, you know, based on where you are currently in your spiritual maturity, what would the church look like right now? Mm-hmm. How would the church do if everyone's maturity was capped right where you are? Hmm. And that should, like, it easily steps on my toes. Mm-hmm. And it should step on everybody's. Stepped on mine, yeah. You know? Um, if you think you're fully mature, you're not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. You know, if if you like, think you it, are it, mature, it, then you. Yeah. If if you mm. if you go, the church would be fantastic. Well, that's pride, mm. and that is not, not mature. Yeah. So, so yeah. Um, but man, <laughs> I mean, is isn't that the that's the million dollar question? Yeah. You know? like, and, and and yes, I mean, you can do the whole like body of Christ thing, and we all have different gifts and things like that, of course, but. Um, and, and yes, we're all on, on different places. Some people are brand new Christians and some people have been doing this for decades. Um, but then I would say, are there people that have been doing this for decades and yet they're still, you know, on that blanket mm. and, and there versus someone who's maybe like two weeks old and yet they are like on Guns fire. Right. Yeah. And so it's, it's not about like time served, <laughs> no. you know, um, you know, we're not, we're not, we don't get tenured. Like we need to like keep maturing in our faith. This should be something that we are 
actively pursuing as a follower of Jesus is that we want to, we want to be more mature, not so we can say we're more mature or even that someone can look at us and go, Oh, wow, you've really matured in your faith, but so that we can be more available and more able to do the work that, that God has for us to do while we're here. Right. I mean, that's, you know, we're, we're here for a time. Mm -hmm. We're here for a season and, and, you know, don't we want to be the most equipped to be able to, to do our part. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's really what it's about. So we want our behavior to match this belief um, that God is who he says he is and that Jesus has done what he said he did and what right. many witnessed doing, mm-hmm. which was he gave up his life um, for the forgiveness of our sins so that we might have life, so that yeah. we could walk in newness of life. And, a, and someone who can grow in maturity is able to let go of their past, not because they have this great ability to do so, but because Jesus has taken that past and thrown it into the fiery pit and it is gone. Yeah. Like, it's no more. Mm-hmm. Like, he's given us new life, so let's live into it. Like, let's get rid of the excuses and let's, you know, the delaying uh, maturity, delaying adulthood, a delay, you know, like let's lean in and, and grow and uh, let's do that. And I love that you a- ask those sub questions mm-hmm. because, uh, you can't be mature, spiritually mature by just knowing everything in the Bible. Oh yeah. You can't be spiritually mature. I mean, mature. look at the Pharisees and Sadducees. I mean, yeah. look at the religious leaders. They knew it all. Mm-hmm. They knew it all. You can't be spiritually mature by just giving to the church regularly. Correct. Yep. You you can't. Uh, I would say you can't be spiritually mature by just having a prayer life. But I would I would say maybe I don't know. About well, that I think if you're just you know if you're like all I need to do is sit at home by myself and and pray, I think that's wonderful that you're having conversation with God, but you're missing out on the the full. The fullness, the teachings that he, yeah, you're re- you're missing out yeah. on the fullness yeah. uh, by not being, I would, yeah, yeah. So, you know, so but without you you progressing in all of those areas, you're mm-hmm. not living into the spiritual maturity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. that plays into exactly like it parallels and the way God created us to parallel parallel our what what our walk should look like through mm-hmm. our actual development as humans yeah. is so interesting because uh, you don't expect um, our kids to mature in what they're supposed to look like as adults mm-hmm. without some influences or yeah. them doing some... They're not just going to be able to tie their shoes or... By looking at two at a, at a lace. They're not going to yeah. go, oh, yeah, I know how to do that. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're, they're <laughs> not... They're, without them... Act, without us being active in our maturity and our kids being active in their maturity, mm-hmm. there is no maturity. Mm-hmm. Very true. So it's funny how it par- like we don't expect our kids to just learn all their stuff on their own. Right. But we expect us to do oh, yeah. our spiritual walk. Yeah. Our Osmosis, spiritual maybe. maturity by ourselves. Right. And it's, it's so funny that we have that. Well, we can do that by ourselves. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can. I can do all that alone. Yeah. Yeah. We don't do it in any other aspect of our life. Yeah. Which I, I do think comes back to like the cultural aspect. Um, you don't see this in all cultures. I mean, you do see it in some. I think in like Western Europe and the United States and nor- northern Northern Hemisphere, <laughs> uh, probably more so 
there's much more of an independent idea of Christianity and, um, and kind of a, yeah, I kind of believe, sure, yeah, where in a lot of cultures it's like you don't mess around. Like you either claim Christ or you don't, and you, yeah. there's no middle ground and there's no gray area. And if you're a follower of Jesus, you are following Jesus. Mm-hmm. And um, I do think there's some of that that delayed, um, you know, life that mm-hmm. we live in that that um, doesn't help that at all. Um, you know, you said, <laughs> I don't know, for, for those of you listening that, well, you're listening, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but if you did not watch or were not present for the message on uh May 30th, I would very much recommend that you go back and listen to it um, because it is a holiday weekend. Yep. And so that's one of the things Josh said. He's like, man, I hate that we're covering this on a Sunday when some people might be out. But um, w- listen to it, watch it, whatever, share it. Um, and uh, yeah, because I, I do think it's not because I was the one speaking it, but um, I think the content is is one we need to really, really check well, out the content is easily god breathed and yeah so i mean it it's very maturity uh spiritual maturity is very timely you need to grow up yeah uh in a world in a world that um in young, a world in a world where young people are walking away from the church more than ever and and middle-aged people yeah i mean people are leaving the church not because they don't know like not to say uh the bible is content People know the content. They don't think they need it. They yeah. don't think they need the church. Right, because they they know what... Church people know what's in the Bible to an extent, mm-hmm. and they think that's good enough. Well, and yeah, and, and this this could take us down a rabbit hole, so I'll be... Uh, but I do want to say it. I mean, I just think about the times, and I'll, I'll think of just my own personal experiences, when as a leader in the church, because of my spiritual maturity, it... It costs someone to go. I, I don't. I don't want to be there. I don't want to be at that church. And then there's been people who have left the church because of their spiritual maturity. Yeah. Like they're like, well, I didn't like the way that that person said what they said, or, you know, that person didn't ask me to do whatever, and so I'm out of here. And 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 that would be a spiritually immature way to respond. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, that's not the fullness of Christ. So yeah, we need to grow up. We need to mature. Let's let's shorten that lag time, friends. Yeah. Let's shorten that. Let's let's not delay obedience. Let's not delay maturity. Let's get off the blanket. I'm trying to think of all the examples we used. You know, mm-hmm. um, hey, some of you might be holding yourself up by the ottoman right now, and that's awesome. Keep walking. Keep working on it because that is the spiritual journey. And, and if you're on the blanket, that's cool. That's awesome. But you're not going to be there forever. But you can't stay there. Yeah. You won't live your life to the fullest staying there. Nope, and, not at all. And that's and that's the encouragement I give myself mm-hmm. and everybody uh, listening. Yeah, don't stay where you're at. Move forward. Yep, yep. Find someone to walk with you, uh, to encourage you. Uh, I mean, and that's the whole thing. It's like this. This is the reason the church exists. This is why we talk about community groups. This is why we talk about, hey, we're going to do a Bible study. This is why we have a worship night. This is why we have vacation Bible school because we want our kids to know Jesus. This is why we say, hey, let's celebrate the sacrament of baptism and really pump it up because this is an incredibly important moment in this person's life that they have made this decision and and they've made this choice and they understand they. 
I mean, all these things and, and the opportunity to serve others in the name of Jesus and, and to step outside of your, your distracting world for a while and just think about others. All of these are opportunities to mature. We want to lift up the name of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. We want people to know him yep. and love him and serve him. So, Porch Community, thanks for hanging out with us today in episode 25. So, uh, we've been trucking along. Yeah. We've been trucking along. We will, um, we're starting a new series this uh, Sunday. Yep. On June 6th. And um, I'm excited. It's really cool. It's the series is called Something, Something in, in the, the Water. Water. And we're going to be looking over the summer uh, at just different times throughout scripture. We're not going to be in a specific, uh, book of the Bible like we have been the last several months, uh, but we're going to be looking at some some well-known and maybe not so well-known um, moments in Scripture when water played a very significant part. So pee so. before you get to church. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, we're kicking it off this Sunday at uh, on June 6th, one service, 1030, inside. We're starting inside, so don't, don't uh, not come if you're like, no, it's going to be hot. Like we'll be inside with the air conditioning. Uh, then we're going to have lunch. And then you can go outside and play afterwards and have a good time. And uh, we're going to celebrate some baptisms. I really hope we cover cool. oceans at some point during this. I'm week. sure we will. All the songs about water will be <laughs> all the songs about water. Uh, but yeah, I look forward to that um, as we start that that new series um, on Sunday. So. Thanks, Porch Community, for being with us, hanging with us, and uh, be sure and share this, like this, all the things. All the things. All the things. Um, but seriously, if, you, if you're enjoying this podcast, let us know, because we're, we're, we're not here to hear ourselves talk. That's why I'm here. Yeah, okay. Well, <laughs> uh, we're here to help you grow, grow mature oh, spiritually. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's what yeah, we're yeah, here yeah, for. yeah, got it. You know, so uh, let, let us know. Um, that you're enjoying it, and uh, we'll just keep going. Um, we're encouraged by the amount of uh, people that are listening week in, week out, so sure. um, we're here as long as you are. Yay. Yep. Hey, we'll see you soon, Porch Community. See you, bye. Bye. You've been listening to the 167 Podcast. Join us next time more insights to inspire, challenge, and encourage to help you live into the remaining 167 hours of your week.